The dog is this way, the German voices proclaimed in clipped tones. He will not escape us. The cries were followed by the heavy stamp of boots and guttural cries in the dense dark woods. The quarter moon danced in and out behind dense cloud cover, making the night jet black. The object of the frantic search was huddled down in a tangle of bramble. It was a man. He was wounded. He had tied a crude tourniquet around his left thigh, where the bullet had gouged a deep furrow across it. He had lost a lot of blood, but with a tie around his leg, at least he had stopped the flow. His pursuers had no dogs, and in the dark, they couldn't track him by the blood trail. That would change with the dawn, and that was only an hour away. He had to move, but his body was exhausted. When the sliver of the moon dodged out from its cover, the wounds on his bruised face, his broken nose, and a gash along his jawline were visible. They had been interrogating him for a full day, and thought him incapable of escape. They had underestimated his will to live, and his need to alert everyone. The road, he thought, it can't be far. But even if it were not far, he knew it would be sheer luck to find it in the inky night. He was completely lost. This way, a voice in the darkness called out to others. I found a footprint. The wounded man forced himself to rise, and he ran, stumbling into brush that tore into his skin, away from the voice and the bootsteps. They had stomped him with their boots, smashing his fingers, breaking his ribs. He had not told them who he really was. They had kicked him in the face, breaking his nose. He had not told them why he was in their midst, pretending to be one of them. And when the guard had thought him unconscious, he had freed his hands and mashed his chair over the guard's head. Now he had to get out of the camp, out of their clutches, and get the word back to his superiors. People had to know what they were doing. They had to be stopped. Yeah, a voice off to his right broke through his reverie. It was followed by another to his left. They found me, he thought. He put on a burst of speed, the brambles ripping him as if they were claws, tearing at his flesh as he raced forward. Suddenly, he burst through the tangle of underbrush, just as the moon peeked out again from its cloudy prison. Before him was revealed the road. He staggered out to the center of the gravel road and realized he didn't know which way led back to the camp and which way went back toward town. He had no time for indecision when the undergrowth parted and two brown-shirted figures stepped out onto the thoroughfare. They had jodhpurs and jackboots on, gun belts at their waists, and Nazi swastikas emblazoned in red-on-white armbands. Did you really think you could ever escape from the power of the Aryan future? One of the blonde men said. You and all your mongrel kind are destined to fall beneath the heels of our boots. The two men moved toward the panting, wounded man, with wide smiles on their faces. The exhausted escapee turned to head away from them, but two more brown-shirted men leaped into the road with a sinister laugh. No, the fugitive moaned. He tried to head back into the bushes, but the Nazis were upon him before he could exit the road again. FBI Special Agent Jim Gallagher fell to his knees in utter exhaustion. The pain of his wounds was incidental to the certain knowledge that he was going to die for what he believed in, and that he had failed in his mission. His eyes fell on the sign at the side of the road, and he felt his last ounce of resistance leave him. He felt utterly defeated. The sign said, 
Welcome to Camp Nordland, Sussex County, and over Township, New Jersey. We are the hope of America. Then the moon went behind a cloud, and the night was as dark as a grave.